Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Studio stand. Sin extends this respect to the traditional custodians and people of the lands and waters our content reaches. It always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. We've got a very special guest uh, joining us here on air. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. They are one year on from their uh, latest release, Under Our Galaxy, uh, which is an absolute tune. Uh, lots of bops on that little that little project there, and I'm very, very excited to talk to her about it. This one is Katie Baker joining us. Katie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's very, very exciting stuff. But for listeners who might not be familiar, um, I want to talk about your relationship to the genres that you work in, particularly R&B, soul and blues. Um, how did you find your way to that genre um, as an artist um, and maybe even as a, as a fan of the music as well? Uh, so my father is a blues musician and oh, so I, cool. I pretty much exist because of uh, that situation. He met my, um, my mother through playing in bands with uh, her brother and because of that uh, I was just like, incubated in in blues and soul and big band and uh, basically American music from you know late 1800s all the way through to to what we have now except the 80s you kind of skipped the 80s and I was born in the 80s so uh, I, I'm very fortunate to have been raised on um, American blues music and uh, when I discovered pop music which was uh, mid 90s I also discovered R&B um, so you know the likes of, of Aaliyah and Janet Jackson and Faith Evans, um, SWV, Missy Elliott uh, it just became ridiculously obsessed. And and on top of that, I was very much into New York hip hop as well. So very much into all of the beats, production and and rapping. So yeah, that's that's how I've I've come into into the genres. I absolutely love that. That's such a really cool story. And I think it's it speaks to a lot of artists as well in the scene who um, I think we it's you're not you're not definitely not the first artist to speak to, you know, inheriting almost that genre of music from their parents. And I think it's something that's very magical. Um, so do you do you feel like you're inclined that way then to do more blues related stuff because you do have a bit of a history with your family uh, in blues music and that sort of thing? Or are you more comfortable in sort of like adventuring out into different genres uh, and stepping out of that sort of blues sort of um, realm? Well, I have the um, personal opinion that blues is literally the foundation of all popular music mm. um being yeah kind of the 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 great 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 grandparents of everything that we listen to today so i i feel like i have the capacity and ability to make any genre that i want there's not too many genres that um i don't really identify with in some way um i kind of feel like if if i'm not moved by the music in terms of like you know, trauma and pain or uh, sex and physical um, exhilaration. I mean, like it's, it's that human vibration and energy that's put out into the world for um, for us to respond to emotionally on, on so many different levels. And I think blues really um, started that. You know, you've got your classical and you've got all of all of that as well, which is very emotional. And I do connect with that as well. But in terms of popular music, blues is is the foundation for pop music for me. And and I feel like I've just been able to kind of go anywhere 
because I've had I've been very very fortunate um, to be born into a, a musical family, uh, and one that has its own talent in playing instruments and vocalization and and writing songs. So yeah, I'm uh, I I feel like I could whatever moves me, whatever I want to do, I can I can kind of work work it in. And I think I think it's really easy to see that as well um, when you look at an, like a project like Under Our Eye Galaxy, which has been out for about about a year now. Congratulations, um, being being an album that obviously pays homage Thank you. to R and B, neo soul, hip hop, mm-hmm. um, all, all genres, yes. sort of genres that you loved growing up. Um, your solo discography itself certainly leans into those sounds as well. So was there any sort of hesitation making such a departure from blues sounds from your previous solo LPs? And how does the project as a whole under our galaxy sit with you now a year on? So it's kind of it's kind of the album that I've been wanting to make since I was a teenager, um, being kind of like obsessed with those aforementioned artists. When I jumped onto the scene with my co-collaborator and producer, who's also my partner now, James Mungohig, aka Koya James, who's a phenomenal producer and musician and artist in his own right. We formed a band called Sierra and uh, we were, you know, very conscious of the landscape in Australia uh, in terms of music and we were really one of the only artists or acts, sorry, that um, was, you know, female-fronted and uh, male-driven production. I think there was Sneaky Sound System and there was maybe, you know, one or two other acts, but... Sieta kind of came on with, um, you know, my influences from what I grew up with. And so we were electro soul. We definitely dabbled in multi-genres of, um, you know, every. we got compared to like everything from Nine Inch Nails to Porter's Head <laughs> to, um, to Aaliyah. Like it was just across wow. the board, everything was kind of there. So there was always R&B elements in what we did. And then when I, um, when I released my debut, uh, solo album Zinc in 2017. Mm. That was a lot to do with the reunion I had with my estranged father at the time. We're fine now, but uh, and he's a blues musician, as I as I mentioned, and a guitarist. And he had given mm. myself and James this USB key filled with uh, like over 300 like little guitar riffs that he'd recorded into uh, like a Nokia phone or something, so and cool. managed to get them onto a USB key. So. James as a hip hop producer was able to like use these these samples that you know wow. didn't you didn't have to clear he didn't have to he could just do whatever he wanted with and that album kind of became this multi-genre like cross the board mishmash of 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 my heritage and kind of just establishing me back in the scene as a mm. solo artist someone who does like work in different genres and there's you know dreamers is really quite r&b uh on that record and then you've got i won't sleep which is like a big band banger yeah um and then i just just everything across the board um we were able to kind of like just get out there so and then since then i've i've done a bit more um kind of like pop r&b and then like a mm. country blues folk record kind of i think you'd call it maybe mary of the north um <laughs> and then the thing that i was kind of working towards while i was writing mary of the north was under our galaxy so mellow one of the, the first single off that i wrote before um uh, i wrote before mary of the north so i've kind of just constantly got things going going and going and going and so seeing seeing under our galaxy out now for over a year most of the songs are you know three or four years old now so it's really lovely for me to have them out there and know that they're 
in the space that um, they've always kind of been intended to be in. That's so wonderful. I love how totally. And you mentioned a bunch about your heritage. And I feel like the more music that you release, the more that becomes a part of your heritage. So Mm. you're also just continuing that forward and being able to work within so many new genres and different avenues while you do it. So congratulations on that. That's huge. Um, Thank you so much. Katie, you said that your dad was a blues guitarist. Is that how you started as well as a guitarist or were you different instruments? I don't actually, I don't actually play any instrument, and I think it's because of the as as brilliant and as amazing as my father is. You know, he comes from trauma as well, so that was kind of you know a cyclical generational thing. And I don't mm. think we we really didn't have the capacity to be able to be in a position where he could teach me anything. It just didn't ever work out. So I was quite defiant. He was quite defiant. We, I, I grew up like surrounded with guitars and pianos and and um, brass instruments and it was just the singing for me and the performing like I honestly I I've got no control over the way I move when I perform and I just think <laughs> I would have been quite limited if I had something else to do so yeah you're a dancer I, I, too I do want to learn piano <laughs> yes yeah yeah I love I love love dancing and performing so um That's amazing I I you know, there's parts of me that definitely regrets not learning guitar because, you know, he's a brilliant musician and, you know, a, harmon- a brilliant uh, blues harmonica player too. He actually taught Paul Kelly how to play um, harmonica back in the day. They that's, used to play cricket together. That's just, just, just casual name, name, name drop. Food, yeah. Just casual name drop That's amazing. There. Well, that's so interesting. Oh, casual day. Yeah. And Katie, are you working on anything else at the moment? Are you doing any performances as of late? What's going on with you right now? What's going on? So um, it's kind of a little bit full circle. It's really nice to be able to share this with I haven't shared this anywhere, really. Um, recently, uh, uh Queer James, James Mongahee, who I mentioned before, he's the bass player. Um, he and his uh, oldest uh, friend, since they've known each other since they're like 14 years old, he's a phenomenal guitarist. And then there's this this killer young drummer here in Darwin as well. The four of us have kind of formed this kind of swampy blues rock power four-piece band that we're oh, just like that. working up and, and working on a bunch of new songs yeah so the recent there's a few things that I posted on Instagram recently that are from our first show together which was uh, our third time actually jamming together um and we've just we just had so much fun and so that's that's a project that we're working on that will just work around Darwin just work um work up some live shows get some songs together and then record it once we've been um uh, performing for a few months just to like you know not not the things out that we want to to have for the the final uh, recordings and whatnot and then on top of that I'm just uh, finalizing another album that is uh, I don't want to it's no, it's more emotional uh, more like a diary entry a James Katie mentioned that he kind of felt like the songs were coming together and in, in a diary entry way it's you know still production but a little bit more lush and emotional and maybe a little bit more genre bending as well, um, more so than the more direct soul R&B uh, genres that was on um, Under Our Galaxy. Wow, I can't wait to hear that. That's really exciting. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. And as well, you mentioned you have... I'll share it with you as soon as it's ready. Please, we we're expecting that, that yes, now. Please. <laughs> That's great. Yes. And so you're a multifaceted uh, musician in your own right, having done vocal engineering before. Is that something you would like to touch on or is that something you would like to talk about having experience yeah. in? Tell us what it is as well, for those who don't know. 
So vocal engineering is, it's, a, it's like it's an engineer being on the boards. So uh, if someone wants to, um, you know, record their voice, we live in a very, um, you know, DIY environment now mm. with, you know, equipment, sound cards, microphones, computers being quite, you know, uh, attainable and affordable these days. People can just, you know, record everything from their own bedrooms, which is what I do. But we also have like a little setup um, in our in our unit where we have a proper vocal booth for um, people who want to be vocal engineered and vocal produced by someone else. So it it means, you know, when you're doing it yourself, you might you might just get in your head a bit or not really know that you're hitting a flat note or that maybe stumbling over your words a bit and you can't work out why it's not flowing properly. Um, so I've I've got uh, I've worked with a lot of uh, amazing artists here in Darwin and interstate as well um, who hire me to basically vocal produce and engineer them and myself being a singer I can definitely hear you know technique or delivery or phrasing or breathing or you know just different little bits of nuances that you know maybe some other engineers who don't specialize in um, vocals can can pick up on so I've been doing that for the last four years and it's definitely a passion of mine that I would like to make more of a kind of like you know part-time full-time job outside of my own artistry Mm. so it's yeah that's it's it's a lot of fun because I love voices I, I I just I love voices and what it can do and I've I have to say that the majority I think just about every artist I've worked with has you know either like given me goosebumps or has made me cry. I get a real kick out of that if someone can make me cry from their vocals. so powerful. Um, And obviously, as Grace was saying, so multifaceted in in all the work that you do. But um, you talked about, you mentioned it briefly, but you talked a bit about doing it from Darwin itself. Um, Talk a bit about working out of Darwin Mm. and and that space in general and how it sort of influenced and maybe even changed your creative practices um, a little bit. Yeah, so um, coming up through with Sieta, uh, James and I had moved down to Melbourne to be a part of it all because that's definitely, you know, mm-hmm. the rite of passage if you're a musician in Darwin. Darwin's tiny. Where's like our population is smaller than Newcastle and it's uh, not. it takes like 15 minutes to get just about anywhere you want or less here. We... We definitely enjoyed our time down south and, you know, I've mm. lived out of a suitcase uh, touring and travelling and whatnot before COVID. So um, being kind of locked in and locked back down into uh, our hometown, Darwin, meant that we were able to kind of like, you know, solidify our community here and really build up what we have, which is really, really quite unique. So Darwin, if uh, people haven't been here before, it's it's kind of like possibly the most un- Australian capital city it's, it's <laughs> a lot more like Asia we're closer to Singapore than we are to Sydney or Brisbane uh, we're closer to Indonesia you know to get to Bali it only takes you know an hour and 20 minutes hour and a half something like that so we're um we're blessed with beautiful climate so we've got the sunshine a lot and I know that definitely affects you know my moods personally I just I, I don't like the cold at all so I really struggle in um in seasons down south when it's when it's winter and we just don't have that so a lot of vitamin d there's a lot of happiness um (laughs) and we have such a close connection to nature here like i look out of my balcony i've got the mangroves and the the ocean and and uh, i know there's some crocs that live down there too so we're just like anywhere we go we're just kind of like forced to have nature and you know nature that can kill you too so you kind of got (laughs) to be on <laughs> got to be on your guard you can't just be like chilling on the beach and then just like 
not not take notice of the time and and the tides you know you could be putting yourself into some danger so it's it's um I think it kind of really reflects in the the people that live here as well as there's kind of like a bit more of a I don't want to say toughness but there's it, it's you, you have to not be gentle if that you can it, say also toughness. the heat no, I'm trying to put it in the way that you can get it. like just like it's just it's hot a lot and sometimes you can be quite uncomfortable so it's it's just harder to be um I think that the can I say can I say dickhead there's it's just harder to be <laughs> it's fine you're good is, is that all right is that, yeah that's, that's, that's right. absolutely fine it's harder to be a dickhead here I think it's just <laughs> it's just it's too hot like you just can't be pretentious I mean I'm sure there are these these people here but you know like I remember meeting someone who had just moved from Melbourne and I was like, well, what do you love about Darwin? They're like, I love that I don't have to get dressed up to go into the city. I love that I don't have to wear makeup all the time. Like just all of those kind of things that there's, you know, you can walk around with half your clothes on and no one cares. It's it's just it's just a bit more relaxed. Laissez-faire, if you will. Yeah. Hey. And and just also our connection to um, culture here. Like we've, we've got so many so many cultures that I just so um it's just it's so weird for me to go down south and then just not see the diversity as clearly and as beautifully celebrated as it is up here in Darwin like I just vocal engineered um a podcast for a project that is talking about multicultural youth and and um their their challenges here in in the NT and just listening to their stories is you know it's it's beautiful it's challenging it's heartbreaking it's it's overwhelming it's emotional it's all of these things we're just very blessed to be exposed to just so much more than just the mainstream of uh what is you know predominantly white Australia so it's very blessed to be a part of you know big communities like the Filipino mm-hmm. community Nepalese the indigenous communities the um the just the arts communities we're all we're all just very mishmashed in there yeah um and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that as well because there's another aspect I'd love to touch on with you um obviously talking about working in Darwin but you've also got your hands in a couple of other different spaces around the world as well um there's an international collaborative project that you've sort of been involved in it's a bit on the back burner now but hopefully it gets picked up soon again featuring a lot of artists from yes. not just Darwin but Arnhem, Arnhem Land Japan Philippines Taiwan is there anything you can really tell us about yes. this project and what we can expect from it maybe I can. Yeah. So this is kind of like a life project for me. I work with uh, this brilliant choir from um, the south of Taiwan. They're a Taiwanese uh, indigenous tribe uh, called the Taiwu Ancient Ballads Troupe. And they're the choir that feature on Slow Down on um, on Under Our Galaxy. And uh, I've been spending a lot of time with them since 2017. And then I visited them in 2019 twice. And I've just kind of been returning as much as I can. And I was planning to return in October, but I recently broke my arm. So I'm just oh, no. just uh, uh, readjusting some time frames around that. It's okay. I was Bump a dickhead, but we're, we're, we're on the mend now. Um, yeah, so the project is basically to create an album um, with this with this and a live show with this uh with this choir, um, along with uh, Koya James uh, producing it and Paper Toy, who's from um, Newcastle, uh, and to also share that space with um, one of our best friends, who's this brilliant poet, spoken word artist, and um, 2018 Slam champion, oh, wow. um, Melanie Murungu from Arnhem Land. She's. Uh, we actually just took her uh, her son to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this morning. <laughs> 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 so good. Big fan, um, big fan. So, 
highly recommend. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're working on uh, putting together uh, an album and and also for it to feature uh, other you know family that we work with like Emily Woodamara who um who is who is sitting on a phenomenal album which we can't wait for the world to hear um I've I vocal engineered her her vocals earlier this year for that album and Koya James and and Emily produced the album together and and um worked with some amazing musicians around the country so you know emily will be a part of this this project eventually it's like a life project it's something that you know it's not something that needs a deadline and it needs no. to put a grant and needs to you know happen or whatever it's just one of those things that has just kind of been ingrained in all of our lives to to just make and create and um share time with each other and and learn from each other and make beautiful music that just makes you feel or tap out or whatever it needs to do to to connect you to music because I do find you know we're living in a time now where it's if you're not stimulated enough it's a scroll it's a next it's a you don't make it to the end Mm. of the song because it's not stimulating for you Mm. enough or you know everything's so produced which I've got nothing against but you know you you might have just melodined out all of the human vibration in the vocal for it to Mm. not give you those goosebumps it's it's um this this project for me is really just about grounding myself for the rest of my life making this music and sharing it with the people that I love and touring it hopefully worldwide with amazing dancers as well this it's I've got I've got big plans it's all getting so slowly coming <laughs> we're together, very excited for I'm it. very much just about wait. taking it we can't yeah. wait yeah absolutely and it's really beautiful that it's very much an art for art's sake type of expression mm. so that's wonderful to hear and that makes a lot of sense, seeing as you have been nominated for quite a few national live music awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, congratulations <laughs> on that. But obviously you tour and Thank travel you. quite a lot. And we would love to hear how performing specifically in Darwin for you is different to performing in larger cities and spaces. Uh, so I was super fortunate to support Jessica Mowboy on her uh, last national tour. <laughs> Just another name, drop, another name drop. Let's go, uh, pop, and- pop that one right in there. <laughs> Got right next oh, to Paul Kelly. This is great. Um, yeah, shout out to her and her new song. Um, mm-hmm. And the songwriter Wilson from Melbourne. She's phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Oh, so glad to, um, to see her absolutely killing it. So I took I took my DJ Lady K, who now lives back in New Zealand, uh, on that national tour. So that was just like her and I, um, girl gang, just, just performing DJ. And, you know, she's like a proper DJ. She scratches, she mixes, she's a turntablist. So that was really awesome to to perform that with her and in front of like, you know, young young children and for us to be some of some of these tiny humans' first live music experience, that was really special and, and wonderful to do that tour. Before that, you know, I had a... Um, I had a mishmash of different musicians that I would use here from Darwin mm. that would just um, would come together and rehearse and and whatever release that I was you know working on. I had a band with six four this um, dope live musical um, production team who used to be in Lowrider back in the day. They used to also uh, be the band for Hilltop Woods once upon a time. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of touring um, during 2017, 18, and 19, and then you know the pandemic. And then here in Darwin, it's it's uh, I sometimes perform live just acoustic guitar with James. We'll um do some some kind of like stripped back blues shows, or and now we've got this this swampy blues um, kind of rage against the machine type situation that we're working on now. Performing nice, in Darwin, nice. it's it's easy to do and love 
doing it, um, but I'm currently in just the writing cycle, um, working on um, new songs and vocal engineering who I can. I also am a graphic designer by trade, so I have that job that I get to daily and and uh, I've got a couple of other little projects that are on the side. Um, I love to mentor too. Oh, my God, I don't sleep. Um, there's there's <laughs> these wonderful projects that I get roped into um, very happily where I get to um, spend time with young artists here in Darwin and and um, share my knowledge of, you know, it's coming up close to 20 years being in the industry now. Wow. So, you know, watching watching the world and and life I guess change over the years and in this industry it's been a real blessing to be able to share my knowledge and learn from them as well like there's just so much I've learned from spending time with these young artists who are you know just so far ahead in in what what they do and and it's just uh it's super humbling so yeah that's there's wow. a lot going on. We just had That's the Darwin amazing. Festival too, so we run off our feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so busy, and thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. It's been so wonderful chatting with you. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. It's been a pleasure. It's been absolutely oh, fantastic. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, Katie, we, we do want to give you a bit of the floor here as well, um, so we just want to give you a bit of a floor. Hey. Tell us what you got going on. <laughs> Tell us where, we, where people can find you on the socials and all that sort of stuff. Uh, let people know what you've got going on. All right, so you can catch me on socials, Katie Baker Music, all one word, and Katie is spelled C-A-I-T-I because I'm difficult. It's Katie <laughs> Baker Music, not really. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Bandcamp as well. That's where I've got um, music available. I'm also on all of the streaming platforms. You can uh, find Koya James, which is K-U-Y-A, which means uh, older brother in Tagalog. Filipino language. Koya James, he has uh, a plethora of amazing music as well. Uh, and Sieta for our back catalogue, which, you know, we started uh, close to 15, 16 years ago now. So um, I'm still very proud of all the music that we've we've put out. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Don't really do Twitter or threads or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and I have a Fair. mailing list. So katiebaker.com.au if you want to jump on the mailing list. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Katie. Hey, just before you go, we do like to do a little thing here where we get you to throw to our next song. Thank you so much for you both to have me on this this show. I'm I'm a huge fan and I'm really grateful uh, to spend some time with you. Thank you. And I, I won't take up any more of your time, which is the name of my next song, oh, which smooth. is the last Professional. Under Our Galaxy. Um, it's very inspired by Matriarch, I guess. Um, so very very uh it's a song very close to my heart and i'm very grateful that it made it on um the album it could be about many different many different things but it it does take out the the album and i think it kind of it, it it's going to blend really nicely into the next body of work that i release so thank you so much for choosing it thank you so much hey this is time by katie baker you're listening to soul food on the sin thanks katie thank you This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.